What does it take to come back into alignment? My thoughts, my feelings, my energy field to be the attractor of what it is that I want to create. Abundance is an inside job and your intuition is the key to unlocking it all. Hello and welcome, I'm Rebecca Davison, founder of the Intuitive Life Academy, the leading place to develop your intuitive and psychic gifts. As an ascension guide and light leader, I'm committed to bringing you all the latest tools, developments and the neuroscience available when it comes to the art of effortless manifestation. This show is for lightworkers and for those who identify that your intuition is your greatest guide to bring you happiness, expansion and money. With my corporate banking background, you'll receive practical advice along with all the energetic tools that you can apply in your life today. So if this resonates with you, let's jump into the world of abundance and learn what it takes to experience true freedom. Welcome folks to the Intuitive Abundance Podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm Rebecca Davison, founder of the Intuitive Life Academy, and we are bringing you Intuitive Abundance, the podcast where you come to find all the information, awarenesses, techniques, insights, and tools that you need to create a life of abundance. So this is episode number two, which is highly exciting. In our very first episode, we talked about some fundamentals of manifestation and we talked about your thoughts. So now we're going to the next step which is your feelings and we talked last time about how your thoughts are electric and your feelings are magnetic. So this creates your electromagnetic field around your body. It determines obviously how expanded your energy field is, depends on what you're thinking, and how you are feeling. And I have got a lot to say about feelings because unfortunately we're not really educated or taught to feel our feelings well. Unfortunately in society there is a lot of containment of feelings. You know, as small children we can go through the emotion of feeling really happy and then feeling really upset and really happy again in a very short period of time. I'm sure you've all seen a child scream or get upset and then the next second they're laughing. And that is really beautiful to witness, especially as adults, because what it's showing us is that children don't have any self-judgment on their feelings, right, when they're really small. But unfortunately, when we get older, we go, this feeling feels bad, so therefore it's wrong. And our feelings get split. And of course, this reinforces duality. This reinforces light and dark, good, bad, right, wrong, pass, fail. And I'm sure you're aware that if you are living in the world of injustice and that paradigm, you are going to be experiencing suffering in some way, shape or form. So our job as lightworkers and as people who are doing the work to calibrate to higher frequencies of energy on a consistent basis, because we know that's important in terms of the great awakening, bringing other people into awareness, is oneness and oneness of course you know is connection the connection and the energy of oneness is harmony it's unity it's one force field 
So we need to let go of anywhere we're judging something as wrong or bad. That's probably a conversation for another podcast. But let's look at what happens when you get better at feeling your feelings. So I like to tell people you're like the sun, right? You're an oscillating field of energy and your vibration is like the sun. It is consistent, but your feelings are like clouds and they move through, right? They are not who you are. They're an emotion and energy and motion that moves through your energy field. Now, what happens, of course, is depending on your level of emotional intelligence, which really comes back to awareness, you might think sometimes that your emotions are legit, right? That they are real, that they are the truth. And I often talk about, you can tell somebody's level of emotional maturity by the fact that they are discerning. So they might be able to honor themselves and witness themselves, which is so important because your feelings are always correct. They are a correct reflection of what you are thinking. That's how a feeling gets created, really, in your energetic field. So sometimes we have to be discerning and go, is this feeling, has it been created? Has it come from a place of true thought or true energy or has it come from an erroneous thought form which is contributing to how I am feeling now let me um let me break this down for you right like um you may not know this but my father bless him passed away last year May 2020 so a true feeling would be a feeling of I miss my dad right that is he's not here in the physicality anymore and that's coming from a place of truth like I love him I miss him, okay? And that comes to the surface. And because I'm good at feeling my feelings, I can be present to that. I can hold space for myself. I can expand my energy out. So it's not going to feel difficult to express it. It's going to be easy to have the energy move through. And I can love myself and witness myself and honor my emotion when it comes up to be expressed. And in that moment, I know what to do. What happens often though with an erroneous thought form which contributes to a feeling is it comes from a place of untruth. For example, I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or uh, feeling contracted in some way, shape or form which is not the truth of who you are. You're an infinite being in a body, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. These emotions are not the truth of who you are when you're believing something that is erroneous, right? It's coming from a place of being incorrect. And this, of course, still contributes to our electromagnetic field. So this is why we want to be discerning. We want to start being a bit of a psychic detective and start looking and tapping into the subconscious to identify where we're holding these energies, these parts of us that feel wounded, the parts of us that have a charge on the fact that we may be hurting ourselves by what we're actually choosing to believe to be true, right? The belief that I'm not good enough because somebody has responded in a particular way towards me. You know, we need to learn what it is to take our power back. And one of the ways, of course, we can do that is by starting to ask ourselves those questions. Why am I feeling this way? Where does it come from? And is that actually true? You know, is it coming from a place of truth? Is it pure emotion or is there part of me that's actually telling myself a story? And you can see how this goes back to the rational mind. 
the chatty Kathy, as I like to call her, right? She's got a lot of opinions about things and a lot of opinions about you. But this is why we start to identify and go, well, chatty Kathy is not who I am, i.e. I am not my thoughts. But also realizing that you're not your feelings either. They're an experience that you're having in the moment. But you actually, because you have control over what you think, you do actually have quite a lot of control over your emotions. Now, a lot of people might, you know, go into semantics about this and say, you know, if you're a human being, you're going to have emotions that are being, kind of people feel like they're being done to them, like life is being done to them. But again, that's why we do the deep inner work to go, well, is that actually true? Because the only thing you really have is your free will and your ability to choose how you respond to anything. And really, was it Eleanor Roosevelt who said that it only really hurts you to the level that you believe it yourself? So if somebody's unkind to you, it will only land in your energy and your field to the level that you're already believing it. So if somebody, um, and again, we would call this, I would call this a trigger in my world, which is where somebody says something to you and it kind of knocks you for a six or energetically it lands or it resonates with you because there's part of you that's already feeling wounded. There's part of you that is already feeling like there's something unhealed inside of you. So therefore, our job is to do the work of stepping in to being that detective and going, okay, what part of me is having even sometimes a physical response to that? Often people ask me and say, well, how do I, you know, what's a trigger? Your body will tell you, right? Your body, your heart's going to start beating faster. Your palms might get a little sweaty. You might feel your pulse racing. Your body will tell you when it's information for you. I think we can all identify with that feeling of being triggered and the difference of course in levels of emotional intelligence is realizing that the person in front of us, we're looking at this from a spiritual level, is actually a gift because they're showing us something that we believe about ourselves. So therefore, you know, in their, in their soul contract experience with us, they're actually kind of showing us where there's part of us that doesn't have truth right? There's some untruth in our field, in our subconscious, in our, you know, energetic Wi-Fi. So our job is to then be responsible and go, okay, this is happening in my body, in my awareness, in my energy field, rather than going into retaliation or attack. That's really, you know, that comes up with things like transference or projection, where we're just literally wanting to get the feeling out of us, and therefore we throw it onto other people. And you can imagine energetically, that does not do you any favors. You know, that can activate not great karma. It can activate energetically creating distortion in your field because you're not getting the intuitive message that this is for you. It's not actually about the other person. You know, it's up to you to do the work to kind of go, okay, wow, I'm having this really strong reaction. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I'm going to take myself, remove myself perhaps from this circumstance and go and do what I need to do to nurture, witness, honor, and feel my emotions. Now, unfortunately, in society, one of the more extreme things that happens in terms of emotion, because often people can feel like, well, if I felt my emotions, it would kill me. I don't think it's been documented that that's ever happened so far, that people have literally been killed by feeling their emotions. I know it can feel like that at the time, 
but that's just the intensity of it. And often what happens is when we start to do the work of feeling our feelings, it can feel really intense because the energy has been backed up for a while. This is what we do as humans. We often, when the emotion comes in, we like to turn it down. Right? So maybe it's at 100%, we'll turn it down to about 60, so it's more manageable to be able to work through it, instead of going, what would it take to turn it up and to actually expand my energy out, so the emotion, the energy, plus motion, can move through my energy fields quicker. You know, once upon a time, I would get triggered by something, and I didn't have the tools to be able to deal with it, and it would take me months Sometimes it's taken even years to allow something to move through, to shift through, because there's been so much resistance. And of course, the extreme of this can show up in things like addiction. Now, you might think, wow, that's a bit of a leap. But you think about it. People who do addictive behavior, they are essentially avoiding the way they feel. They're wanting to change their state. And I can hand on heart, put my, you know, hand on my heart and say, I know what this feels like because once upon a time, that would be me. I would be quite happy to go and go shopping or to have a cigarette. Ugh, can't even imagine now. Um, or have a drink, do anything to change my state rather than actually sit still and be present to the feelings to allow them to come forward, allow them to be seen. You know, allow yourself to have that really deep, guttural cry that you probably really need to be able to release the energy. Maybe it's grief, maybe it's sadness, maybe it is an old pattern, not even from this lifetime, that's looking to be released out of your body and your energy field, but you're holding it back. And it's creating distortion in your field. And when you have distortion in your field, it's not easy to manifest what it is that you want. This is why we need to do the work of coming into alignment. And that's why we start with our thoughts. And then we go into our feelings. And of course, this becomes instantaneously more charged because your feelings, you know, they are the magnetism in regards to drawing it in what it is that you want. And this isn't just money, folks, of course. Right? This is love. This is connection. This is the ability to be open-hearted. And if you have experienced a lot of woundedness, a lot of trauma, this can feel difficult. However, that's why we need somebody to witness us. We need um, a person to facilitate us so we can learn what it is to get comfortable with our own emotions and realize that your emotions are a guidance system. They're not trying to beat you up. Life isn't doing it to you, right? This is, it's information that is looking to be processed. And if we don't have the roadmap in regards to knowing what our guidance system is all about, and if we have judgment on it, if we are blaming or criticizing ourselves for not feeling good all the time, you're going to be contributing to making it more contracted. And more contracted feels more difficult. It feels harder. It feels like more of a challenge. So we actually need to learn what it is to open up our energy field, to be present to those feelings, which takes some, it takes some focus, right? It takes some level of self-love and self-care and self-nurturing to even be willing to do that. Because of course, you know, there are a lot of people, 
On the radio show, Plains FM, we used to talk about statistics. And one of the statistics that they told me is that uh, one of their radio shows, which was for Alcoholics Anonymous, is one of their top rating shows. It gets so many hits a week because there are so many people out there who are suffering and in the energy of addiction. And if you lead it back, there's a couple of things connected around addiction. One of them is often codependency, which is neediness, right? Needing other people, needing validation, needing to be the helper or the healer. I think they call it as the Cartman Triangle, which is the, the victim, the rescuer, the enabler. So, and you can shift around that triangle depending where you are and interacting with somebody who has addiction issues. So, you know, often where there's addiction, there is codependency. Codependency looks like people pleasing, um, sacrificing your own boundaries, not having the ability to say no, not removing yourself from circumstances where you don't feel safe not even getting the message through your body that, hey, this isn't safe, like your intuition can be kind of yelling at you and you're not removing yourself. You're continuing to show up in a situation that it does not feel good. So often, obviously, to move out of that and to start doing the work of healing, it's going to require feeling some feelings. And this is often why people get stuck in the loop of addiction. It feels too hard to feel the feelings because there's often guilt, shame, very contracted. If you're looking at the scale of consciousness, which was worked out by David R. Hawkins, he wrote a book called Power Versus Force, and he discovered that every emotion has an energetic frequency. So if you're in guilt or shame, your energy will be very contracted. It's pretty much at the lowest point of the scale of consciousness, like 20 or 30 on the scale. Scale goes up to 1,000. So love or above, I think, is around 600. You know, moving into states of bliss, peace, enlightenment, which also comes with a natural expansion, you're looking at 800 and above. And of course, that's what we want to do. We want to become more conscious. We want to learn what it is to work with our emotions, to expand our energy so it's easier to manifest. Somebody who has an open energy field is going to be easier to call in what it is that they desire to experience. So doing the work of witnessing our emotions is essential and a Appreciate it, you know, if you're in a circumstance, because again, there's a lot of addictive energy out there. And it's not really that you're addicted to the alcohol or the cigarettes or whatever the, that gives you the hit. It is being addicted to changing your state, which really comes with not wanting to feel those more difficult feelings. You know, I've literally seen it before, folks, where people would do anything, anything else rather than sit down and feel their feelings. We can go into avoidance, we can go into denial, which if you know anything about addiction is massive. There's a lot of avoidance, there's a lot of denial, there's a lot of um, lying to self and not really being willing to be vulnerable to witness yourself, let alone have other people witness you. And if you know anything about the 12-step program, that's what a lot of it is about coming together in a group, being witnessed, being seen, being heard, allowing yourself to share yourself with other people. And that can definitely feel like a jump. 
right? But it's essential. So the other thing, of course, that happens when we start feeling our feelings, the feelings or the emotions can move through us quicker, right? It is easier to go, oh, wow, I feel sad and maybe comfort yourself or soothe yourself around that rather than this is something I have seen a lot. People are so used to beating themselves up. And especially even in spiritual circles, there's a lot of this, right? A lot of, I know that I need to feel good to be able to manifest what I want. So this is really a thought process. But people then turn around and beat themselves up if they're not feeling good all the time, which is unrealistic to expect that you as a spiritual being having a human experience will just feel happy indefinitely. And this is how humans can, you know, just like, oh my goodness, what, what's going on here? You have this massive expectation to get to a certain uh, level of awareness and then not ever feel unhappy again. Happiness is going to be this destination that you'll arrive and get to and you'll never have to work on your stuff again, <laughs> right? Sorry, sorry to burst any bubbles out there, folks. But this is imperative to realize you, what happens when you evolve is you can just shift the energy quicker. You can witness yourself, you know, like my dad, for example, I will, I will just cry and it will be wherever, you know, um, I've done quite a lot of crying on my treadmill. I've done quite a lot of crying at the kitchen sink. You know, a thought process will bubble up and I'll be like, oh, I miss you. And then of course, the next thing I know, I'm in tears, but there's no, there's no judgment, there's no chastising myself and go, oh, I'm wrong. Well, this is bad. It's actually really beautiful. And I know, right, a lot of people don't say that to themselves about their own grief. They're making it wrong, which does make it more contracted as opposed to going, I, this is the way that I feel. Now, you would want to be encouraging towards yourself, no matter if that feeling is coming from an erroneous thought process. You know, if you're feeling unworthy and you're having and you're upset about that, you don't want to turn around and slam dunk yourself and make yourself wrong or feeling that way or let alone having the thought process. We want to be kind to ourselves when we're learning how to feel our feelings. We want to learn what it is to soothe ourselves. And one of the fastest and easiest ways to do that in the first instance is not to judge right? We all have the same range of emotions, you know, the positive emotions and the negative emotions. And you just want to be in that space of what would it take to kind of neutralize my attitude towards all of them. One of the really lovely analogies that I heard once was, you know, if your, if your rage or your anger or your sadness or your depression or your, um, even your hate, right, showed up as children on your front doorstep, and you knew that they were your children, would you invite them in? And the answer to that is, of course, yes, they are your children. They are your babies. They are your feelings. We want to be in their energy of no matter if I have this feeling of hurt or rage or woundedness or jealousy or competition, whatever it is, that you are prepared to love it. You're prepared to be present to it and you're prepared to witness it. So a big part of the work that I do is to help people to be present to their emotions because we want to be activating and opening the heart chakra, making it easy for the energy of magnetism to be activated so we can draw in what it is that we want. 
because we know on a soul level that it's totally possible and really what happens right with manifestation is what you will find folks is that people really don't want to have to think about it right and you know that's probably a little bit taboo to talk about it but really at the end of the day what people want when it comes to manifestation is they want to go Yes, that's something. They have a thought process. Yes, that's something that I desire. Put it out into the universe. Universe, this is what I would love to experience. They don't want to have to continue to keep on thinking about it and thinking about it and focusing their attention. What they actually want is to have that manifestation be attracted to them. And we can do that. Again, your feelings magnetize the experience. So some really great questions to start asking yourself are... How good am I at feeling my feelings? You know, this is why I am constantly, constantly, ask anybody who's worked with me, I'm always asking them, how are you feeling? And what I mean by that is not, tell me that you're fine. And it's not, go to your mind and tell me what your mind has to say. It is actually, you take a moment to drop down into your body, into your heart space Kind of do a quick scan of your body, be aware, have a perception, and then tell me how you are feeling. So you might want to try that for yourself. When somebody says to you, how are you feeling? Actually take some time to take your attention inside, drop down and ask yourself. Super, super powerful because we need to learn what it is to express our emotions and um. To be the person, you know, I used to start doing this when I was in banking because I was just, I was kind of reality testing. So I would do this, I would drop inside and I would go, okay, this, how am I feeling? And check in and ask myself. And then I would say to people, I would say, oh, I'm actually feeling a bit flat today or I'm feeling really good or I'm feeling um, a little sad. And it was so fascinating too, because of course people are living in the, you know, the masked reality of expecting you to say, when they say, how are you? They expect you to say, I'm fine, right? That's a social nicety that we often buy into. So when I started doing this, what I was doing was cultivating the ability to feel my feelings and to express it. So it might be like something that you like to start trying for yourself when somebody says to you how you're feeling. Actually take a moment, tune into yourself and respond from a place of truth. Not what your mind says or not what's expected, but actually what's true. And what was really fascinating is the people who felt uncomfortable with me breaking that social norm just kind of moved away, right? They would stop asking me how I feel. But the people who were like dying for that level of vulnerability and openness and connection, they loved it because they were like, if she's doing that, she's giving herself permission to come from a place of truth, then she's giving me the same permission as well. So of course I would say to them, how are you feeling? And then they would take the opportunity to go, well, actually, so it created more truth. And that's what we want when it comes to our feelings. So the other thing, of course, is to get over any sense of self-consciousness when it comes to your emotions. And I actually had an amazing experience of this because I think we're so well-versed in 
the way we present ourselves. You know, I was actually on a plane and I was actually um, having a bit of a text argument with my brother and I got to Sydney airport. It was really early in the morning and I was waiting for my bags and, you know, I just got to that point where I was like, I can't hold back the emotion anymore and I just started crying. I wasn't sobbing as in... <laughs> Right? But I was really, I was crying big time, right? Like big juicy tears rolling down my cheeks. And I tell you what, I just gave myself permission to feel in public, in that arena. And it was so fascinating because nobody came up and bothered me. Nobody said, oh my God, are you okay? I didn't really feel like I was invisible either, but it was just such a release to be able to go, you know what, right now in this moment, is how I'm feeling. This is it. This is the truth. And I am going to express it. I'm not going to try and hold myself back or take myself into the toilet because I'm feeling ashamed or I'm feeling self-conscious or I'm trying to pretend that I'm not having this experience right now. And it was so liberating, folks. You know, and now I can just cry anywhere. If I feel the emotion that it comes up, you know, I'll be in the supermarket or my car or wherever. If the emotion's there and it's obviously appropriate, if you are about to do something, then obviously maybe it's not appropriate in that moment. We all know what that's like. We can all suck it up, right? Hold it back. But when you have the right environment, i.e. you are out doing your day, it's totally fine. And how many women do this especially, right? They have a good cry and then they go about their day because they kind of feel like they have to, that it's not appropriate to cry in front of the children or, you know, that it's going to create more contrast than it's worth. We really want to look at those places where we're holding ourselves in levels of self-consciousness because we've been taught that it's not socially acceptable to express our emotions. And the other one, of course, that I could talk about on a whole podcast probably is expressing anger, especially for women. Because when women, we have this kind of cultural and society norm that says that it's not okay for women to be angry. It's unattractive. It's ugly. And the flip side of that, of course, is it's not okay for men to cry. And it's a form of weakness. And we have these unspoken rules about it in terms of expressing our emotions. Now, obviously, that's shifting and changing because people are aware that we're all craving more connection and more connection comes through more truth more truth is going to be present from really allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission to express how we are actually feeling in that moment so the other thing that I wanted to speak to in terms of feelings and again you might be thinking wow what's this got to do with manifestation it's got everything to do with manifestation because if you are a good feeler then it's going to be easy to identify your ideal outcome and start feeling into that. This is how we manifest. When we start moving into the feeling, we are magnetizing it to us. You know, and then the mind goes into doubt and that creates another feeling, right? And our energetic field creates some dissonance. It actually pushes our manifestation away from us. So we go back and go into the process of what does it take to come back into alignment? My thoughts, my feelings, my energy field, you know, to be the attractor of what it is that I want to create. We 
want to get really good at feeling. And we want, because when we get good at feeling, we can allow emotions that are more contracted to move through more quickly, but we can also increase our capacity to experience joy and bliss and feelings of fulfillment and pleasure and a sense of safety and relaxation and more love, which is what we all want to experience. And this comes back, of course, to your heart being open. And again, this is the deep inner work of healing our wounds. So there's one other thing that I wanted to speak to here, which is defense mechanisms. And what is a defense mechanism and and how do we create it and how does it end up in our energy field? So a defense mechanism is where you have experienced some kind of hurt before. Often it shows up around heartbreak. You know, our younger selves have experienced some kind of hurt, trauma, heartbreak. And then we energetically, without even knowing it, because we're actually just trying to protect ourselves and help ourselves to feel safe, we create these wee mechanisms known as defense mechanisms. Uh, spiritually speaking, it might sound like a heart wall. We've placed some energy in our energy field to, in order to protect ourselves. Now, we want to be really aware of this, right? If our heart is the magnetizer of our manifestations, if we've got a heart wall in place, because there's part of us that's fearful of being hurt, then it can be, it's going to make it more difficult, right? We want to be aware of that and go, wow, like I've actually got some defensive energy. Often you can feel it just in front of a person's chest, right? there, They might feel a little bit prickly. They might feel not very warm or open. That's the defensive energy. They're kind of scoping out you know, it's like their heads above the shield, but they're scoping out whether it's safe to trust you, to let the guard down. And often we can subconsciously feel that. And then depending on what our wiring is like, you know, if you have any kind of codependent energy, you can be curious about that and want to kind of step in and help that person. But this is where we have to come back to our own spiritual sovereignty in terms of people need to do their own work. We can't, it's not our job to pull somebody's defense mechanisms down. We want to work on our own so we can be the model and allow that person to go, wow, you feel really expanded and amazing. What's it going to take for me to feel like that? What's my version of that? Rather than thinking that it's our job to have to fix, heal or solve anybody in that way. It's kind of going into somebody else's energetic field and making decisions, assessments and judgments often connected to the energy of control. So we want to be in that space of going, how open is my heart space? Is it easy for me to give love to a cat or a stranger or the postman or somebody in the supermarket? Is it easy for me to give of myself? Or is there part of me that's feeling defensive about strangers, about people that I don't know, about people that I do know? You know, is there any part of you that feels a little bit shut off because it's trying to keep you safe? All of these kind of things are going to affect your ability to be able to manifest effortlessly. And we want to do that loving work of releasing these energetic kind of defense mechanisms that we may have in place. I've seen it before in particular around the heart and connection to heartbreak. I've definitely seen it in the root chakra in terms of receiving, especially if women have received something. And most women, unfortunately, have been on the receiving end of some kind of um, unsolicited attention, whether that's been a physical 
mental, etc., in terms of their sexual energy, uh, and it, it affects their ability to be able to receive. You know, it can be like a little block that we have in the root chakra in terms of making it safe, right, and good to receive what it is that we want. Often for a lot of women, it comes back to desire, or even there can be energy connected to shame. And we can have these defense mechanisms kind of also like a, in a way it can look like a, an energetic chastity belt, right? Nothing's getting in, nothing's getting out because I need to feel safe, especially in the root and the sacral chakra. So, and again, what it takes to really start magnetizing our energy field is to make sure that we feel safe to be open. And the only right way to really feel safe in all of your energy fields is to be the person who's actually creating a sense of safety within ourselves that comes from doing the work of healing. If you've got, um, you know, defensive energy within your energy field, it can, you know, that defensiveness can feel like, yes, I'm keeping the not so nice guys out, but it also hurts you, right? It has, it's spiky. It has energy in it that is, um, it doesn't feel safe, if you're walking around, you can imagine it, if you're walking around holding a shield all day long, it's going to naturally keep on reinforcing on some level that you need to keep other people out. So being very aware of this in your own body, energy fields, and awareness, is there any part of me that's not feeling safe? You know, one of the number one questions that I ask clients, and often that's what they will say, no, I don't feel safe. No, I'm running some resistance here. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe to expand. I don't feel safe to move beyond my comfort zone. I'm fearful of what will happen. I'm fearful of what's going to unfold, especially when it comes to money. I don't feel safe to expand my energetic container and never more so, folks, when it comes to money. Holy moly, right? We can start, you know, the mind can kick off and start telling us all these stories, which are showing us a lot about our beliefs often. But your mind can start saying things like, well, if I make lots of money and I have more abundance, then maybe I'm going to lose love from my family or from my tribe or is it okay for me to really make or create more money than my parents did? Whether that's collectively or individually. It can be really strong, these emotional energies that come forward. And if we don't know how to navigate them, then we are going to hold ourselves back. We are going to align with a, a set point, a default point, where it's safe. And, you know, that's, we will unpack that further in further podcasts about how to move beyond your comfort zone or your default set point or that part of you that's like, yep, this is my comfort zone. I know this, this feels safe. You know, how to work that muscle of continuing to expand. And, you know, further on the down the track too, we'll talk about how do you expand at speed, 
right? And still feel safe and comfortable about doing that. So one of the fundamentals, of course, is to become a good feeler. Easy to say, not so easy to do instantaneously, but to even make that commitment, I'm going to be the person who becomes a good feeler. I'm going to be the person who experiences more joy in my body. I'm going to start ask to run my energy in such a way that it makes it safe to continue to expand and grow and evolve and become more and more abundant, to have my set point be growth and continuous growth, continuous evolution. And this is really how we step into the person that we wish to become. Even thinking about that right now, the person that you wish to become, the person that is five years into your future, what does it take to bring them here now in this moment? Just kind of see them coming towards you in front of you right now, like on one of those little travelators that you see at the airport. How do they feel their feelings? How good are they at being present, at listening, at accepting, at loving, and bringing their feelings honor by being willing to show up and be present to them. So powerful to do this for yourself. When you do this for yourself, you naturally impact other people in a really good way because the more you can witness yourself, the more you can hold space for other people in terms of their emotions. The more discerning you are, the more you'll be able to go, this is my emotion and that's their emotion. That's a really big thing for empaths, right? Empaths are like little sponges often and they have to kind of learn to master their own energy rather than picking up everybody else's emotions and having that, you know, affect their energy fields. The empath's guide really is self-mastery in terms of like, this is my emotion, this is my feeling, this is my energy and that's yours. To do that work means that we were going to commit on a big way to our level, especially if you want to magnetize things into your reality, you will do the work of going, yeah, I can feel what it feels like to experience joy in my body because that's what I'm moving towards. My higher, my higher ideal version of myself, that's what she's experiencing or that's what he's experiencing and that's what I want to experience now. I'm going to bring that in. I'm going to calibrate that into my body, into my energy field. And I can do that by learning to be present and witness my emotions. So folks, that is another fundamental of manifestation as obviously your thoughts. The next part has been your feelings. I'm going to talk some more about what it takes to really be open to receiving. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you've enjoyed it, please be sure to, um, you know, to subscribe to the podcast and to write us a review if you've enjoyed the Find Your Bliss radio show. Welcome, welcome to any of those listeners from the radio show. It's great to have you guys here, but if you're a new listener as well, I really do wish you massive abundance. Um, please know that it's an inside job. It's totally available to you. You just have to understand the science of manifestation and to work with universal laws. And before you know it, you'll be shifting your vibration and calling in all your desires. I am sending you so much love and many, many blessings. Bye for now, folks. Bye. Thank you for joining the Intuitive Abundance podcast today. If you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe and write us a review so we can help other people positively impact their lives. I would really love that. 
If you're ready to activate the energy of abundance within you, then be sure to go to www.intuitivelifeacademy.com to sign up for our abundance activation process. Until next time, here's to your ever-increasing freedom. All my love. Bye for now.